0: today on CityCast Madison. A long-running dream for our city seems tantalizingly close. A public market for Madison's been in the works for decades. The latest goal was to have the market on First Street and East Johnson open by 2025, but it's hit another financial snag. Construction bids just came in, and even the lowest one would be nearly $2 million over budget. Yet, the Madison Public Market Foundation says they're unwavering. We spoke with board president Karen Crossley about the market's progress after their successful open house last week. This was before we got the construction bids, by the way. It's Wednesday, September 20th. I'm Bianca Martin, and here's what Madison's talking about. Karen, hello. Hello, Bianca. How are you doing? I'm doing great and honored to be here chatting with you. Yes. So it's been a long road to get to this point, but things are starting to move ahead with the public market. How are you feeling? I'm
1: feeling super excited. And the um, metaphor I've been using is the train has um, bumped around and was sort of stalled in the station for a few years. And now it is zooming down the track. And it's very exciting to see this project come to life because it's been rolling around in our community for 15, 20 years.
0: That is so wild. So what do we know about the current timeline for it being open?
1: Well, we were really happy to invite the community into the site and the space this last Tuesday to celebrate and remind people... That we hope to break ground sometime late this year. And then there will be roughly a year of construction, maybe a little more, especially when we add in the build out for the vendors. So we look forward to opening and celebrating uh, early 25. So even though that might sound like a long way away, once we start getting shovels in the ground and construction underway, it will be very exciting to watch the facility be transformed. So get ready for early 25 for the grand opening.
0: The event was like huge. Like it was a really, really good event, right?
1: It was. This was a day we have been dreaming of and imagining where we could invite the community into the facility and show it off and, and of course feature our amazing potential vendors, have floor plans, offer people a sneak peek. I've always said, and we've always said on the board that there is strong community support for the project. It was revealed and the community shouted out loud and clear. We are excited and we want to see this market come to life. So I I have to say we were uh, overwhelmed in a really beautiful way to see so many people come out and join us and celebrate and just such energy and the vendors Multiple vendors ran out of food. That was a happy problem, and there was just such a great energy and a great vibe.
0: Do you have like a sense of how many people came? We had no
1: way of counting exactly how many guests joined us. I know a number of us afterwards were trying to estimate, maybe several thousand. I don't really know. I mean, we we did a little bit of a preview party um, beginning at four and you know, by five, the place was packed. And there were people still coming in at 730. So I'm guessing and I'm saying we estimate several 1000, but we don't really know. But it was packed.
0: That's amazing. Yeah, that's amazing. And this is a huge building. Let's get to some basics. Why did the city take this project on?
1: Well, some of some of us who have lived in Madison a long time remember that Mayor Dave Chislevich, I think was the first mayor to propose the idea of a year-round public market here in our city. And he helped and many others, of course, advanced the project. Then Mayor Soglin, during his tenure, embraced the project and continued to promote it. And now Mayor Satya Rhodes-Conway during her tenure in leadership, has really helped bring the project to life during, of course, a very difficult time, the pandemic and racial reckoning and everything else that's happening or has happened in our community and in the world. And so the project has had many lives, is what I often say, because there were many locations that were proposed and considered. There were multiple business plans. We have a public market development committee, which is a city Directed committee, there's representation by alders and, and community members. So anyone who's been involved in the project or has observed it over the years known that it's gone through many iterations. But there's a will of the people and a will of the community to not let it die. Yes. I, I appreciate that projects like this require a vision and um, determination and commitment, and a willingness by a core of people, in this case, it's been a changing core, who will not let the project die. And so here we are. Here we
0: are. So who's going to run the public market? Yes, well,
1: it is a City of Madison project. And so, for example, the Fleet Services building, which will be the site of the market, and it will be dramatically transformed, even though our city colleagues and engineers like to say the envelope will remain the same, but everything else will be changed. But the Madison Public Market Foundation was established around 2018, and it was charged with raising the private dollars to contribute to the project. And also, the Madison Public Market Foundation will be the operator. So we will be, I, I'm, I'm a member of the Madison Public Market Foundation board, serving as president right now. And we will hire, for example, the executive director, and they will hire their staff. And we will be involved in the day daily operations of the market.
0: Wonderful. So what's the current vision for the market? I think all along, we've used the term
1: equity through entrepreneurship. And so we feel that our vendors will be the heart and soul of the market. There will be 30 permanent vendors in stalls in what we call market hall, maybe two or three anchor tenants. And in addition, we envision the space being available for what I'll call episodic vendors, pop-up vendors, vendors who might be not able or well positioned to have a permanent stall, but who might come in on a weekly basis, a monthly basis, once in a while for pop-up events. And so we feel that our vendors are the heart and soul of the market. And we imagine a collection of vendors that represent people of color, first-generation immigrants, women, others who might have been systemically not able to access opportunities to vend and grow their businesses. And so that's, as I say, I like to say the heart and soul, but it'll be a gathering place, a welcoming place, both inside and out. There will be plazas and seating. There'll be arts and cultural expression. There'll be performance. We, we view it as a very dynamic place filled with life, filled with products, food products, processed food artisan goods, entrepreneurs looking to grow their business, and guests and visitors who want to come and hang out and sample the wares and experience this welcoming gathering place.
0: I'm so stoked, and I'm excited to learn more about the vendors, because it really sounds like this is going to be a public market. The city's involved, and in there's got a public a public good here we're talking about. It's a public mission for equity and anchoring that, which is absolutely beautiful, can you tell us, like, who are the vendors? Who do we know will be vending there at this point?
1: Yeah, I'm just going to return to, I loved that you used the term public good because that's how we think of the market as well. And it's something that we all will cherish and enjoy and in which we'll participate as vendors, as customers, as guests, as people who are employed there running the operation And we just feel like it will be such an asset here in our city, in our community, in our region, in our state. So in terms of the vendors, they have not been selected yet, other than I'll return to the the five that have been guaranteed a space in the market. A number of years ago, the city ran the Market Ready program, which was a cohort program, 30 early entrepreneurs were chosen to participate in the Market Ready program. It was a partnership between the city, the Northside Planning Council, Dane County Extension. There were quite a few content providers. It was a very intensive program with training, professional development, business skills development, business planning, marketing, finances. What it was intended to do is help aspiring entrepreneurs position themselves and strengthen their business prowess if you will to help them be successful in the market not with a guarantee that they would have space but help them be strong candidates so the program ended of course the pro the project was delayed multiple times so we did imagine that they'd be in the market by now but anyway they have continued to serve as a support network for one another. And both the city and the public market foundation have continued to be in touch and cheer them on. And so those five vendors were selected. I hope I can name them properly. L- Little Tibet, which is a family owned restaurant. Let's see. Caracas Empanadas. Yes. Well, we, we all know these and love these. Um, El Sabor, uh, Du Puebla, uh, Melly Mel's, And then a natural cosmetic and and body care
0: products. And Mally Mals is a soul food.
1: Yeah, that's correct. And so they are our poster children, if you will, in terms of the entrepreneurs who, who we know will be there. And then right now we are inviting anyone, any small business entrepreneur who imagines vending in one way or another, either an anchor tenant, a permanent stall, an episodic vendor, to um, go to our website, the Madison Public Market Foundation website, and complete the vendor interest form. We probably have heard from 200, 200 some potential vendors. All right. And we're, we're beginning to work on selection criteria, a selection process. We as a board, the foundation board will not be implementing those things but we're trying to prepare and pave the way for our staff our executive director and their team to then over the next year during construction so during 2024 you know beginning late this year begin that process of identifying who the initial collection and composition of vendors
0: will be in the market you mentioned anchor tenants what's going to be involved with that
1: yeah, when I when we say anchor tenants there will be some larger spaces in the market two or maybe three we're we're figuring that out right now who will be what I would call more well-established businesses who are a little further along in their business path and while we haven't identified them nor even determined what they will be we could imagine a brew pub we could imagine a cafe, we could imagine maybe maybe a store, coffee shop, we're not really sure, but they will be the anchors, if you will, and help create the identity of the market along with all the other vendors. And it is possible that they might have extended business hours, for example, both in the morning and or the evening They would have designated patio space, outdoor space, for example.
0: I am curious, you know, what would distinguish this from kind of like an indoor farmer's market, you know, because I'm thinking about Dane County farmer's market, the stalls and the vendors, they're all there, you know, they have their spot and they get to be there because they've been there for so long, right? So there's kind of like um, a longevity component, but it sounds like this is going to be a pretty dynamic space. Um, how, How are you expecting that to work in terms of giving new opportunities to new entrepreneurs? So I'm glad you mentioned
1: the Dane County farmer's market and all the farmer's markets around our community. We certainly don't envision replacing those or even competing with those. We we view this as a synergistic kind of thing, given we have such an active and robust farmer's market community. So this will be year-round, number one, and there could be some fresh food there, but it it will not be an indoor farmer's market, for example. In terms of the vendor mix and the, the changing mix, and how we support entrepreneurs. Number one, we've learned from other markets around the country that there will be some level of turnover in churn, which we think, well, we hope that's an indicator of success. In other words, a vendor has maybe started out early stage in their business and then experienced enough success and growth and opportunity that they might then be well positioned to have a brick and mortar type spot or maybe shift to a food cart or a food truck or some other expression of their business. And so we really view the public market and its different resources and facility as an incubator for vendors. In addition, we have True Stage Market Ready Hall, which is the space where the event took place. And that will be a multi-purpose space that will be available for events and food festivals and bringing food trucks in there and so forth and other kinds of events. But it also will be an entrepreneurial space. There's also a commercial kitchen, which will support what I'm talking about right now. So we really look to, over time, grow programs throughout the market and the facility. We could even see testing and food tasting. Like, let's say you're an entrepreneur and you're imagining some new products and someday you might be roaming around with a card in the market or have a kiosk where you're inviting guests to sample and provide feedback. So we're imagining that environment where entrepreneurs can use it as a testing space, as a growing space, as a learning space. And we really view it as a community. And we've, we've, we've seen through the Market Ready program, that camaraderie and that energy and that mutual support really are beneficial and we've we've heard that from the market ready participants, for example.
0: Yes. And talking about growing, you know, starting out, this is gonna be city funded. You know, this is a seed, we're getting it started. And will it always be, you know, partially subsidized by the city, or is the hope to get the market to become, you know, self-sufficient? Oh, very much the latter. So the city, given it's
1: a city project and the city has contributed over twelve Million dollars through a variety of sources for an over twenty million dollar project. So, I mean, th- this is a city project, but we don't anticipate that we the market will require city subsidies over time. We are working with our financials and our our pro forma analysis and see to be self sustaining. It may not be in year one or year two, but we we are creating a financial model that we hope will allow the market to be a sustainable successful enterprise.
0: I want it to be ready right now but also this is the fun fun stage of stage of imagining and anticipation before we go what are you most excited about with this mark, public market?
1: For me it's an intersection of creative brilliant volunteers, cultural expression, activity life, you know, representation of our community in the broadest sense. And just a very rich, dynamic place where I hope everybody will feel welcome and will want to come back and come back again and tell their friends. And I also hope it will be really distinctive. I mean, given that this is not the first public market on the landscape here in, in our country or, or even around the world, many of us have visited public markets. We probably have our favorites. And yet I feel like our community is distinctive and in many ways, and I hope the Madison public market represents the the beautiful, distinctive qualities of our community, which are rooted in our people. I just can see it. I can feel it. I can taste it. And I'm, I'm super excited to see it come to life.
0: Well, Karen, thank you so much for giving us a taste. Thank you for joining us.
1: I just thank you so very much on behalf of all of our are people who are working on the project and the whole community who are shouting
0: out, bring it on. That's Karen Crossley, Madison Public Market Foundation Board President. Karen says that the Madison Public Market Foundation supports a city resolution to address the construction funding gap and allow the project to move forward. That's planned for the October 3rd city council meeting. We'll be sure to keep you updated with the latest, so stay close for that. And here's what else Madison's talking about. Another costly project. The Brewers want renovations to their stadium in Milwaukee. And under a new deal from Assembly Republicans, taxpayers would be on the hook for $600 million to spruce up American Family Field. The state would pay around $400 million, and the city and county of Milwaukee would have to pay $200 million. The Brewers themselves would kick in $100 million. Governor Evers is reviewing the plan. That's all for today here on CityCast Madison. I'm Bianca Martin. If you enjoyed the show, why not share this episode with your favorite food cart vendor. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more stories from around the city. Until then.